There we go. All right, we're in. All right, well, I think we can do better than that intro. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. It has been a little while. We actually, we took like, we took a while off. I think it was like three or four weeks. And then we came back two weeks ago, but then I was on vacation and came back. And so I'm, I still feel like I, I'm a little rusty. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a rusty guy. We, yeah. we might be a little rusty. That's okay. It's still, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll shake it off. Yeah. So I heard, I did hear a little bit of, uh, I don't know, feedback on the podcast from someone on Twitter. Oh, and I heard the what I heard was that uh, we sound very similar, our, our voices, which, you know, whatever. We kind of knew that, I guess. Similar enough. And they don't know our names. And oh. honestly, I don't think I really care. How do you Just feel about that? Keep the mystery. I don't know. I had never so, thought of that. Obviously. So the, I mean, I don't want to yeah. I don't want to be disrespectful to the feedback because, you know, yeah, we, we got one have, piece like, of feedback. Let's... Yeah. And we only have six <laughs> listeners. So if one yeah. person is just is dissatisfied then we're you know that's, that's a like lot a, of our base that's like 16 percent that is uh not feeling it so um i don't want to be dismissive uh however i just i'm curious if people if if a lot of people if the you know a lot of people actually listening to podcasts if they care what the names of the hosts are mm. who, and who is who and what you know like you can start to i think you start to learn that and eventually you kind of figure it out and you know eventually i'll say hey ben uh you know this thing or the other thing and you know the names will kind of come out and i think people figure that out and i think that's kind of part of the fun i guess but i uh, now that i think about it i i guess most i feel like most podcasts they do there is either within the introduction or hey this is radio lab i'm so and so and here's so and so like i feel like <laughs> there is a little bit of uh, an introduction so so i mean on like a on a higher produced uh show or <laughs> yeah. more of a radio show then i think that's definitely the case on a lower produced more conversational thing i don't i don't hear that often at all okay so i feel let's like, mull on it yeah i, I mean i don't want to just jump right into it sure um but there's something there's something there so it's worth kind of thinking about so i guess um i could say that we have a uh, we have a twitter account yeah and it is uh tech brainstorm tech bs what is the twitter account oh i don't know oh good we have <laughs> I know no idea you set it up but uh I, I, and it's not linked to like any of my active Twitter accounts anyway. So yeah, we'll have to, we'll, we'll get that straightened out. Okay. So the Twitter account is tech BS podcast. Okay. Um, at tech BS podcast. So if you are listening to this and you want to know if you want us to do introductions, if you think introductions are a good thing, frankly, I think it's annoying and, uh, people will figure it out. But, um, who am I to say? You're nobody. I'm literally nobody. <laughs> You're, uh, yeah, okay, well, that sounds good. So I want to jump into my my thing. So one of the topics I wanted to get into was um, finally I caved and bought some, I'm going to try this here, Apple EarPods. Nope, it's AirPods. I say EarPods and Ryan gets mad at me. Well, the, I, I am not usually a stickler for the <laughs> names of things. However, EarPods, Earpods are actually an Apple product. Oh, that they make true. that are the that's the name of the that's regular the ones, wired ones. Yeah, we'll call those cord pods, cord pods and earpods. Okay, fair they're, enough. So they're called AirPods, but whatever. They're called AirPods. Um. So yeah, I finally caved and bought some. Um. The final, 
I honestly, I had like planned on getting them for a while. Like I was sold on the value and like wanted them, but I had my cord pods uh, for so long. I was kind of just used to using them and stuffing them on my pocket. And sure, it's kind of annoying once in a while, but um, the final straw was I was packing for my trip to San Diego and I, I just lost them. I don't know where they went. <laughs> and when I was in San Diego, I was like, I just... I one night got home and I just spontaneously uh, got on the web and and ordered them. Although I have to say I was I was actually pleasantly surprised at the price and maybe that's just because of how pessimistic I am when it comes to Apple pricing. They were they're 160 bucks, right? And I don't know. I guess I just was was fearful that I'd sign on and it they'd be like 230 bucks or something like that. So yeah, I was yeah, I see pleasantly surprised, but my friend who was sitting next to me was like, really? That's like good. That seems like a lot, but, um, yeah, I ordered them and been using them about, uh, I don't know, 10 days or so. And yeah, they're, they're pretty great. Yeah. I think, I mean, we've, uh, mentioned it briefly on the show before, but I think, I don't remember if that episode ever got released or not, but, um, I think my general take on, on AirPods is that they that you're so much more or at least i'm so much more likely to have them in my pocket at any given time that Mm -hmm. i use them way more just because the the you're always going to put them back in the little case when you're done with them because otherwise you're going to lose them so like always put them in the case and if they're in the case they might as well the case might as well go into your pocket and you know like at at the end of the day like i put them on my nightstand and if i need to charge them i charge them and then starting the next day, I just put them right in my pocket. So they just kind of are always with me. The so, little case is so small that I always have them. So I want to talk about that because you. So you just you always have the the case in your pocket. Yep. See, I feel like the case is kind of an annoying size in that it's just slightly big enough that it kind of like pr- protrudes uncomfortably out of your pocket. And so I'm always tempted to just carry the earbuds themselves in my pocket without the case mm, yeah i don't recommend that <laughs> no well, they, it's not, so they and they also good. they also charge themselves while they're in the case so that's a key I know. feature yeah. that you need so like you'll i think you only get like uh i don't know six or four hours of use just with the little buds right um so to me that's less than a full day of use if i'm you know really trying to do that so you know, if I'm, if I put them in and, and I'm working throughout the day, you know, like I might have four hours of, of usage in one day. So I really need the case one to be charging them. And two, I just am afraid of losing them or like lint getting in there. And I don't know, the case feels like yeah. it, the case feels right. I, I think it does. It's just funny. Cause again, like, like a phone, you know, has a certain level of thickness we've gotten used to. Uh, and it's, you know, they're pretty thin. And so you're used to having kind of a phone in your pocket, but the case is sort of, it's, I don't want to say chunky because it's not like crazy big, obviously, but it's it's significantly more thick than like a, a phone. It's and got so, it's got some girth to it. It's got some girth, so it, it really it does kind of I feel like pop out of your pocket uh, a good deal, and so it does. I think honestly, I think you get used to that um, because I I don't disagree, yeah. but it doesn't seem to bother me. I put them I put them in the same pocket as my keys, and I feel like keys are already pretty bulky as is, so. You know, yeah. throwing them in with the key pocket is not really an issue. And then I also, I also got the uh, that new giant iPhone, the iPhone whatever 10 Max. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have just an absurd amount of stuff in my pockets at this point. So I think 
the AirPods case is the least of my worries. Fair enough. And and now that winter's here, like I or you know, pretty much, I I'm gonna probably be stuffing them in my jacket uh, pocket. So yeah. Anyway, that's the that's the pocket deal with them. I think um, the the uh, yeah. Just to add on to like what I was saying before, like always having them with you. The thing I think the best use case of that is like um, either walking like walking around like from the parking garage to the office or uh, walking around at the grocery store or any place where I maybe would not have had headphones with me intentionally. I know that I always have them with me and I can just pop them in. So like, uh, you know, back when, when I worked at mutual, um, when we were, when we had the parking garage, right? Like there's a, you know, a five minute walk through the parking garage to the elevator up to the office. Right. Mm-hmm. And five minutes doesn't seem like enough time to really warrant putting, you know, pulling out your headphones and putting them in. But when they're that easy, you just drop them right in and you get five minutes of time against your podcast queue. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I think it makes a big difference. Like just the the insane convenience of popping them right in and being being ready to go. Oh, they're great. They really are. Like there, there's pretty much, I, I really don't have any serious complaints. Um, the only thing I have a question for you on is like, so obviously there's, in the case itself there's a little indicator when you when you pop the bud the buds in it'll be blinking orange to indicate that there's still some charging left to be done for the pods to be full but is there any indicator of whether the case itself is charged or not mm, yeah okay good question so okay. it is kind of it's kind of tricky um i think when the i think when the buds are not in the case the case light reflects the case itself oh okay but when the buds are in the case the light reflects the charge of the buds okay that makes sense i think that's what it is it's something kind of tricky like that it's like you you wouldn't necessarily um guess that but it kind of is the intuitive thing like if you don't think about it that's kind of what you would expect okay that's good to know because i i did get into a because again i haven't been like i don't always reliably pop them into the case when I'm not using them. So I'm still getting kind of a feel for like timing wise, how long it takes to charge and you know, how long the, ch- the case stays charged for, but that's enough information for me to like be able to get a good feel for that. Yeah. And I think the, the way that they've done it, like I, I remember having that same question and kind of looking into it. And I think the way they've done it, like they've designed it in such a way that you don't really have to understand how it works. You just mm. need to know when the light is a specific color, you should plug it in. Okay. You know, like just kind of trust the light. And if the light is orange, maybe it's time to plug it in. Okay. And honestly, like, I don't even know how much more there is to talk about in terms of like the, the functionality. Cause it's like, they're great. They just really are like, they just work really well. Obviously like the sensors are great where it's like, you can tell when they're in your ear and it automatically hooks up. It's they're awesome. I know you had, um, an interesting thing to bring up on like the pr- privacy or like some new setting. Yeah, so there's this new feature where um, this new feature in iOS 12 that honestly I haven't been hearing people talk about that much mm-hmm. um, since iOS 12 came out. Which, um, but during the beta, people were kind of I don't know nervous about some of the like privacy implications that might come out of this. And so the feature is it's uh, pegged as an accessibility feature, um, and the idea it's almost like a hearing aid. So the idea is you hook up your AirPods to your iPhone and then you enable this setting and you place your iPhone near a thing that you 
are having difficulty hearing, right? So the example would be um, like maybe the everybody's watching a movie, but one of the one person who's watching the movie uh, is hard of hearing. So this person puts the AirPods in, and then they put their phone right next to the speaker of the TV, right? Uh And so they are basically remote listening to their phone to what their phone's microphone is picking up across the room. Okay. So they can hear, but the kind of, I don't know, the, the potential misuse is that you could very easily leave your phone in, I don't know, say a conference room at your office and be within Bluetooth range, 150 feet away. And you could be listening in to any conversation without, with other people not realizing that you're listening. But can't you do that anyway? Couldn't you be like recording? I'm trying to think, I guess like you could be, you could record, you could be on a phone call with somebody else's phone. I mean, there's a couple right. of different ways you could do that, but this just makes it so easy to like tap into your own phone and just right. listen listen remotely to like use your phone as a remote microphone. Right. Okay. And listen in basically to anything anywhere, right? I could imagine yeah. um you know, like siblings, you know, listening to their you know like brothers or sisters conversations in a different room or parents like spying on their kids a little bit like not real the kids don't realize that the parents can hear i mean that's like you know baby monitors are a thing like it's not like this technology doesn't exist but airpods are very popular and everybody has them and now you know like if you walked into a room and you just saw a phone sitting on a table oh somebody left their phone in this room i guess you know whatever we'll keep having our confidential meeting right you wouldn't really think twice about that i've i've definitely walked into a conference room that has a, somebody left a phone in it right like could happen sure you have to stamp you have to stamp on it yeah exactly break it in half crush that shit yeah um so i don't know it's just it's kind of interesting so i wanted to get your it thoughts is. on that and what you what you think about that from a either philosophical or ethical point of view it, it is interesting and I, I guess like my yeah where I tend to go is like well there's gotta be like other apps you can download that do the exact same thing right and I guess the idea is like I mean you could have remote you could have remote uh, like headphones like that's not a new thing with with AirPods right and you could download an app to serve the same purpose there's gotta be something similar or like you said I mean you really could just turn on recording. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 I see what you're saying. Like it, it's always, sometimes these things don't become a conversation starter until the technology is either like affordable or it becomes so widespread that it's like, okay, this is a, a discussion now. Right. And yeah. I guess that's kind of what you're getting at. But to me, it's like, well, obviously the technology is going to go, is going to sort of allow for this is going to move in this direction. It's almost kind of like the whole video camera, you know, whether you're wearing Google glass or something like that, where, is soon like that's eventually going to become commonplace in more and more like wearables and things like that i mean who knows i was thinking the other day like with airpods like maybe someday at the end the the tip of the airpod you're gonna have a camera right like that's either recording you like almost like a uh, gopro or something like that right or maybe it could be used as like a liability thing when you're driving right to kind of record uh the area around you so if you get into an accident you could have proof to you know insurance companies that you were not at fault um so that's a whole other thing but my point is those i think those the the hardware is going to go in that direction the functionality is going to go in that direction 
it doesn't necessarily make it right um but i do think that's inevitable i don't think you can just like be like okay well we're not going to have that app and that's not going to solve the problem does that make sense yeah totally i mean it's any any of this stuff like you have to be just kind of aware of it i guess but i don't know maybe the maybe the only difference here is that um anybody who has airpods and an iphone now has the ability pre-installed on their phone to listen in you know like it just got Mm -hmm. it got a lot easier and i think if you have to go through the trouble of downloading an app installing a thing you know setting up some weird thing and maybe i don't know can can apps on ios even like record audio in the background i think they can but like you know there there might be some like technical challenges where this just makes it super easy and it's installed automatically yeah i don't know i mean i don't have any like other specific thoughts past that i mean it is interesting and it's a fair concern i just don't know what you do about it like i don't i know to me like again my my kind of gut take is like well removing that functionality to me doesn't really solve the problem maybe it maybe it kicks a can down the road like delays it and so i think some people could make an argument that that's worth it but to me uh why not just have the conversation now um versus just kind of postponing it yeah yeah it's interesting and i did i did test it out like trying to use it in the kind of like uh i don't know ideal use case like i was playing music and i put the phone down next to this near the speaker Mm -hmm. and i went up you know like into a different part of the house where i wouldn't really be able to hear the music and um kind of trying to simulate that actual use case and it worked really well and i was actually really impressed with the latency and you know how um kind of clear the audio was coming through like you know i think we don't necessarily think about how high quality the microphones are on our phones because when you make a when you make a phone call i think so much of the audio gets compressed you know like to like reduce the reduce the bandwidth and like make sure that you have like a good signal strength and they're not like you know your carrier isn't like overdoing their bandwidth or whatever but the microphones themselves are pretty good and so when you just have a direct connection from your phone to your airpods like the sound coming through is actually quite clear and i thought that was really kind of interesting so from from the actual intended use case from the accessibility angle of you know being able to um i don't know participate in a conversation or listen to the radio or you know watch a tv show or whatever it might be right um it's kind of a cool feature i'm really glad you said that last bit because even i was thinking that like man it's got it's got to be like really crackly and and not kind of come through very well but you're right like we are naturally kind of biased in that impression because we're used to making phone calls with cell service and and it's uh yeah it's it's really compressed audio it still doesn't sound great that's why when you make a phone call with like you know with uh facetime audio or something with with wi-fi it's like it's it's almost too good it's like it's 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 almost uh shocking yeah and how crystal clear it is yeah and i ever since uh facetime audio came out i always call with that just because it sounds sounds better and it doesn't use any i mean i think i have like i don't know fourteen thousand minutes or something on my phone plan so it doesn't matter but um but it doesn't use those and i'm on wi-fi anyway so you might as well get a better a better audio quality right okay that's that's cool um the other the other topic i had um was uh garage door stuff so this uh so i i got a new house a couple months ago and it came with like a bunch of sort of smart home tech stuff quote unquote smart home 
And uh, one of the things it came with, obviously, was like a garage door uh, opener. So it was like it's a it's a LiftMaster, which is like a kind of a common brand. And the deal is like you can go into the garage itself and you can like there's a clicker on the wall. Um, so you can obviously open it from inside the garage. And then I don't have a physical clicker to go in my car. It came with an app. So it came with this app called MyQ, which is it's it's a platform for first smart home tech stuff so there's it does some other things i don't have off the top of my head but it it is some kind of platform so it doesn't just do garage door stuff but that's that's what i'm using it for and that's what it sort of syncs up with and so the app can basically do two things as far as i can tell right now so you can you can open and close the garage door remotely right you can do it from anywhere which is I guess the nice part because you don't you're not limited by proximity, right? Normal a traditional clicker you'd have to be within a certain range of it. And then the other thing you can do which to me is so useless is you can set a schedule. So you can set a schedule to kind of open and close your garage door, which seems so silly to me because even if you have a very consistent routine, uh you're probably going to be running 5 minutes late or you're going to be it's, it's going to be really hard to get that timing perfect um, and tell me what you think. But here's here's my kind of <laughs> my real issue. It's like I, I've been using this for almost a couple months now, and I, I just wish I had a regular clicker because my, my, the problem <laughs> is you have to sign into the app every time you use it. Now, you can use Touch ID to sign in. So it's like if, you, if, if it didn't have that functionality, it would be – unusable because again it's like a secure thing and you have to sign in every time and so basically what it means is i have to click on the app i have to hold my thumb down like get the sign in hopefully it kind of takes um and then it'll kind of load up the my whatever kind of menu screen it is i have to click on the the garage door then i click close and then it like it closes. So it's not like a huge deal, but it is like four or five clicks if everything goes well. And there are times where it gets tripped up. Sometimes it's because I'm leaving my the, the area of my house, my Wi-Fi is disconnected. So it gets kind of confused because it's switching over to my cell service. So that can be kind of a pain. Um, and just in general, again, like having to do five clicks versus like, just give me the physical clicker because that's the only time I'm ever going to need it. And the last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you go nuts, is what I really want is I want it to have geofencing so that whenever I leave the radius of my house, close the garage door. Or whenever I'm coming back within that geofence, open it up, right? I mean, it just seems like such an obvious feature that that that's a smart feature, right? Because In the sense that like, okay, I don't have to be hitting buttons or signing into an app it's it's automated that's the whole point to me whereas right now i'm actually having to do more work than the traditional method what do you think yeah so i'm really glad you said the last part because i was gonna if you didn't say why doesn't it work with the geofence i was gonna give you a really hard time um yeah so okay so number two i'm on the uh chamberlain.com myq app website just doing some research for you. 
Okay. And I see at the bottom, it is compatible with a lot of things. And two of the things that show up are Apple HomeKit and IFTTT. Yeah. And both Apple HomeKit and If This Then That can be set up with geofence triggers. Right. Yeah. IFTT. Okay. Yeah. So, and I would, I would recommend starting with HomeKit, um, but that's just me. If you already have IFTTT set up, it might work, but I think HomeKit is a little, um, okay. I take that back. You might need, do you have an Apple TV? I do not. Well, I think I do stuffed away somewhere. It's not. Okay. I, I think for HomeKit stuff like that to work, uh, at least remotely, like mm-hmm. as if, as, uh, like what you're saying, if you got disconnected from your Wi-Fi, for it to work with HomeKit, you need either an Apple TV or a HomePod or an iPad, I think, running like and powered on in your house so that it can like have a hub to connect to. But I think IFTTT might not require that. So oh, anyway, between okay. between those two options and the, the fact that you do have an Apple TV somewhere, if it was just like asleep, run, like plugged in in your house somewhere, it would work. Um, you could set that up. And so that is kind of the exact dream that you, um, you know, if you're home, the garage door opens and then, you know, when you enter the geofence, right, the garage door opens and when you exit, it closes. And then when you walk into the door, you'll just push the button on the wall and it will close itself. And as long as you don't, you know, re-enter, right, theoretically it should work. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. And I think it, it looks like it supports it. So I think you have some homework to do to set that up and, and report back to the show if you can get that working. Okay. Cause yeah, I have an older generation, um, Apple TV. Yeah. I think, I think it should work still. Yeah. I think even the fairly like medium ones can do it. Okay. Like, All right. As long as it's not like the original, original. I no, think it can it's do not. It. I think it's yeah. like second or something. Yeah. Or maybe, th- maybe third. I think it that, should do it. Yeah. I'm not sure how many, generations we're into but um okay yeah i i I, that sounds promising i think yeah yeah, i think that's what i want yeah the benefit of the home kit one is that um you can kind of start to um i don't know you it i think the home kit one will work better the iftt one might be um I don't know, it might be flakier or buggier or something because i think the iftt app has to be running on your phone Oh yeah, that's not good. Cause Which, I, the whole thing is like for this to work, it really has to be reliable, right? Like I don't yeah. want my garage door just like open for like a whole day while I'm at work. Yeah. But I think just because it's, I think the only, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances for like the IFTT app, like not like running or not running. There's some weird stuff there. I don't think it's like, as like, if you turn your phone off and turn it back on, I think it will still be like, in the background in a way you know what i mean like i don't think you have to remember to open the app um i think you're just not supposed to like force quit it or something i don't know okay yeah that that makes sense Um, yeah it kind of has some permission to like run in the background a little bit just enough to do the geofence but i think the uh got to if you can get the home kit one working that's your that's the better choice yeah and then and then you can tell you know siri stuff like you can say like hey siri like is the garage closed you know like if you're upstairs you can ask that and it will tell you (laughs) <laughs> you like that yeah that's good that's good you can that's leave that in there good. yeah of course um <laughs> so th- so this is a little bit of a, 
a tangent there, but like, because I was just thinking, like, oh man, yeah, I don't have anything on, on my uh, home kit yet. I really don't, and I still, <laughs> I still need to get stuff set up like better with my uh, Alexa uh and some of those <laughs> some of those things and um i was looking at the what are they called the uh what are the little ones the echoes right the echo dots yep. um and the new I don't one know, yeah have you seen the new ones those are yeah those we are talked about them last week so we so you are aware of them yeah is what you're saying <laughs> we talked about them last <laughs> to answer week, but, the question yeah no, um, i'm kidding um but you remember i was like yeah there's a new 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 and you're like yeah those are stupid did i yeah <laughs> Did I? Like, yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, they look cool, though. They yeah, look, they look better. Yeah. Vis- yeah, visually, they look cool. I mean, the old ones looked like they... Hot garbage. Yeah, they looked like hot garbage. So um, they're, they're, they're 50 bucks. They're, you can get two for 90 but... Uh, so it's still kind of pricey, but I, I honestly probably should just suck it up and buy a pair and just have them around the house. I am very surprised at this. I'm still looking at your garage door website. It's a yeah. really terrible website. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that they don't have like a, they don't have um, Alexa listed in their um, this yeah. kind of like integrations panel. So like the but the fact that it works with IFTTT means you should be able to tell Alexa to run an IFTTT workflow, whatever that triggers your garage door. So that should. Um, that might be your better choice if you're if you're going in on Alexa. Yeah. Man, I just like want this stuff to be easy. I know we run like a technology podcast and all, but I'm just so lazy with some of this stuff. You know, yeah. like I, it's just not always fun for me. Like I really just want it to kind of work. And that's like that's the thing with like the AirPods. And I know that's like not smart home stuff, but like they just they just work. And that and that's why a lot of people, you know, like Apple products in general, right? They just they're intuitive like Maybe you pay a little bit more, but you don't have to, you know, it's the, the, the design is there. The, the user experience is there. And I just don't want to have to, I feel like sometimes if I have to go like set up an IFTT and it doesn't work all the time and I'm, it's like, I'm a hacker, like hacking yeah. together this thing. And it's like, I'm paying for this stuff. I just, I just kind of want it to, to work better. It's just not always, it's not always fun kind of troubleshooting for me. Right. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I assume a lot of people feel that way. I think HomeKit is the the easiest one yeah. in that case. Like if that's what you're looking for, I would start going in on HomeKit and making sure that, cause not everything supports HomeKit. That's kind of the tricky part. But again, that's what yeah. you said. It's like there, it tends to be the stuff that works a little more reliably. Right. The HomeKit app is pretty good and it works pretty well. And it's, it's pretty easy to set everything up and uh, it's, you know, more secure. It's more, you know, like you feel, I just kind of feel better about using that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But again, like you said, you kind of pay more for stuff. Like if you want voice control, you know, any, you know, ambient voice control, not from your phone, you have to buy a HomePod, which is 350 bucks, right? So you're paying right. Apple prices Oy. for stuff if you want. So like, um, yeah. I'm not saying it's not worth it, but you just have to decide if you want to, if that's, you know, reasonably in your budget to get yeah. the nicer Apple stuff to make that work. Or if you want to be a hacker and hack shit together. 